learn how Alina Health is committed to providing you support on your path to better health in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. During the months between the holidays and spring, we feel like we want to snuggle indoors and we may find our activity levels decrease during this time. My guest today is Mark Arndt. He's an exercise physiologist with Penny George Institute for Health and Healing. Welcome to the show, Mark. Tell us a little bit about some of the first best bits of advice you would give somebody as we head into the cold winter months about not letting that activity level drop down. Just stay motivated and keep active as much as you can and uh, do anything possible to keep yourself moving throughout the day. So people ask, what does that mean? Keep ourselves moving is just taking a short walk considered that, is parking a little further. What do you want them to do every single day, and how much of it do they need to do? Well, ultimately, um, we always consider 10,000 steps as a very healthy, active lifestyle, and that's what we're always aiming for. Um, So ways that we can manage to do that is exactly like you said, parking a little bit further away from the shopping centers, um, going for a walk once we're in the shopping centers as opposed to just shopping right away and getting back out, Um, doing anything that we can possibly do to go and keep more active. If people do want to take a walk outside or if they're runner and you, you see those runners in the wintertime and you think, oh, with the ice and the cold, what would you like people to know about exercising outdoors in the cold? You can exercise outdoors in Minnesota anytime throughout the year. Um, there's never a cold, uh, cold enough day to stay, say that you would have to stay inside. If you're going to exercise outside, we always recommend that you're doing it during the warmest part of the day. Typically, during the winter, that's going to be around that 10 o'clock in the morning till 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon when the sun is out. Um, even if the sun's not out, that's probably still your warmest time. And also, make sure that we're dressing in layers. Make sure that you're able to, as you're starting to warm up and start to sweat, that you're able to start taking some layers off so that you don't have any other issues, health issues that may arise with that. What about play? People don't often consider play as a part of an exercise regime, but sledding and snowshoeing and skiing all get your cardiovascular activity levels up. What about play? Play is very important because just like any time when we're exercising during the summer, anything that's going to go and give you a change of routine. Um, You mentioned sledding. Sledding is a great way to go and change up that routine, keep you moving, keep you healthy when you're outside. Most people don't realize how much activity they're actually getting in when they're sledding because they figure all that they're doing is going up and down a hill. Well, you know what? When you're climbing those hills, that makes a huge difference. Um, When we're cross-country skiing, we're staying more than active typically for that because we're typically going out for about a, I would say the shortest time normally is going to be about a mile. But most of the time when we're cross-country skiing, it's typically going to be about a three to five mile jaunt. Um, snowshoeing is another great way to go and stay active, <clears throat> very physically demanding with the snowshoeing, depending on how deep the snow is as well. And what about injury and reducing the rate of injury? If our muscles are cold and we're exercising outside, are we more at risk for injury, pulling a muscle or slipping and falling on the ice? I would say we are probably more apt to 
be injury prone during the winter because there's more elements to it. Um, like you mentioned, slipping on ice or falling down, um, our muscles are going to get tight very quickly when we're outside. Um, but if we're able to stay moving and motivated um, as we're doing our activities, we're typically not going to get too tight or um, the muscles aren't going to tighten up too much. And there's a lot of gear that's built around um, helping us not slip and slide on the ice if we're outside doing activities. Mark, one thing people don't typically think about, we hear about hydration during those hot summer months, but during the cold months, it's just as important, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, Typically, most people realize during the summer that they're sweating a lot more, whether they're really engaged in in exercise or not. Um, And even just normal general activities when they're out in the summer, they're sweating typically. However, during the winter, we're just as apt to sweat but it goes and evaporates much quicker off of our skin, and therefore we don't notice that sweating part of it. So we want to make sure that we're staying hydrated, just like we do during the summer months. We want to make sure that we're hydrating during the winter months as well. At the beginning of the segment, you mentioned staying motivated, but it's darker earlier at night and it's cold and you don't feel like you want to get out from under the blanket. Give us some advice on staying motivated to exercise and why that's so important. Staying motivated can be um, just an internal piece. Uh, many people do have that internal drive to stay active and so forth throughout the winter. If you're not one of those people where it's as easy to do, I always typically tell some of my patients and so forth that they should go and try to find a group of people, um, whether it be neighbors or something like that, that they can go and go out for a walk with. Or maybe they go to a shopping center and they just wander throughout the um, area before they actually do some shopping or just use the wide aisles and so forth so that they can go and uh, walk through and get their activity. Um, Like I mentioned, you know, 10,000 steps isn't all that difficult to get typically for most individuals, but we do need to stay motivated to get there. And what about for people who just really don't want to go outside? You mentioned mall walking and going inside. And what about, is that the time to join a gym or possibly investigate getting home equipment? Exactly. We would want to go and start looking at the advantages and disadvantages to having the stuff there at our own house, especially if you're one of those that once I come home from work or once I come home, I don't want to go back outside. That would be a great place um, to go and start looking what's the cost going to be for some dumbbells or resistance bands and maybe something small like a bike or something of that nature that we can go and put inside our house. If you're working and you think, you know what, I can stop on my way home from work before I get home to do my exercise, what's that gym membership going to cost at that point? And... um, Make sure that you're asking all the important questions when you get there to the gym. See if there's any, you know, what your term limits are. Um, Is it a full year that you have to pay, whether it's during the summer or not during the summer? See if you can put things on hold. Um, If there's any medical issues that do arise or anything like that, we definitely want to make sure that um, you're using your money wisely. 
So in just the last few minutes, Mark, give your best advice to help people turn those snuggle months of winter into opportunities for maybe a new exercise routine. Some of the fun things that um, I like to do is, if nothing else, try something brand new to you. Um, Go out and try some snowshoeing. I know in Minnesota we don't have... Um, we've got all the snow in the world out there, but typically we t- don't see that many people out snowshoeing. So try something new, whether it be just once or twice throughout the winter, but it just goes and breaks up that monotony of walking all the time, or maybe you constantly are cross-country skiing. Snowshoeing is a great adjunct to go and throw in. Um, using other devices around, um, you know, the Fitbits are a big big hot issue right now, using those to go and track what you're getting for number of steps or just using a simple pedometer, um, something that you can track your numbers and use um, logs to go and log how many steps am I doing. Uh, the night, that's one of the nice things about the Fitbit is it will a lot of times sync to your computer or sync to your um, telephone, to your smartphones and so forth, and you can go and track all of that information. That's great advice, to keep a log, to keep a journal, use a Fitbit, because there's so many apps and bits of advice out there now that really can help people get motivated. It's such great information, and thank you so much, Mark, for being with us. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. For more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.